Hello, and thank you for joining us yet again for an episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves, people like you, people like me, Michelle Kane with Voice Matters, and people like the fabulous Karen Swim. She is, once again, the leader of our pack at Solo PR Pro. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hey, Michelle. You know, I'm hanging in there like everybody else at this time of the year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were... We were just talking before we went on air about just like, oh my goodness, just getting it done. But it's kind of funny <laughs> thinking that it's, you know, the month of love with Valentine's Day. We thought, <laughs> oh, let's talk about how much we love our work, which we do. We do. But it's funny. Maybe this will take a little bit of a path of, yeah, but sometimes it's still tough to just get her done. Like, you know, the monthly reporting. Uh, if, if many of you out there nod your head, if you're thinking, ooh, it's time to wrangle things for tax season, <sighs> those, are the, those are the love-hate <laughs> things. But necessary cogs in the wheel yeah. of our work as communicators. But <laughs> Yeah, you know, interesting. Having a business really is like any other relationship in your life that yeah. you can have seasons where you're really having to work at at the love at cultivating the love for your business. And, yeah. you know, it, it is important, as we've said before, to understand when there's something that just needs to be tweaked, or you, you need to spend more time with your business, you know, in relationships, sometimes it's that you become disconnected. Well, I know it seems weird, but the same thing can happen in running your own business, you can get so mired in all of the things that you get disconnected from, you know, spending time with your actual business, with your vision for your business and yeah. really crafting and, and designing the kind of, you know, life that you want to have through it. And so sometimes that means just spending some time, you know, and we've mm -hmm. talked about this retreats, whether they're a couple of hours and overnight, a weekend, a week, whatever, whatever works for you, but it is, it's, you know, relationships hit bumps in the road and it requires open communication. And I think in the case of a, your relationship with your own business, it requires honest communication with yourself, maybe seeking the advice of your personal board of directors or mentors and colleagues to find the fix, but nurturing it too, you know, love doesn't just pop along, you know, rainbows and puppies and unicorns all on its own it does it takes some work <laughs> it is it, it definitely is work and it you know a couple of words came to mind as as you were speaking and I think one of them is you know priority prioritizing your business because I'm sure we've all well maybe or most of us have gotten on this track of you get the things done you get the things done and then you know people ask you can you can you do this thing or can you serve on this committee or can you do this that or the other and and you think uh well yeah but hold on slow down because some of them might be for a good reason some of them might be for a good reason of okay will this enhance my business in some way even if it's not a you know a direct exchange Okay, that's a good reason. Um, will it help you be seen as a credible business person? Okay, you know, just don't be so fast to say yes to everything that comes your way and, and make sure that it aligns with, is this going to contribute to the health of my business and me? Yeah, and I think one of the, the modern 
um, challenges to relationships and business is that we know too much about other people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks to social media. So, you know, for relationships, you, you see like these, these couples that seem to have it all together, you know, on Instagram, or you see friend groups and you're like, I don't have a friend group like that. And it can make you question yourself. Well, same with business, you know, people, you know, will share on Instagram how they have this fabulous, you know, 10 figure business or how so-and-so made 14 million, you know, how this 13 year old or, you know, 10 year old is going to be able to retire a millionaire at 15 years old because she's smarter than you are. So it can be easy to compare what you have to what you see. And, you know, even though as PR pros, we especially know that there is a filter over all of that, that we're not seeing raw reality. We're seeing a version of reality that people want to share with us. Right. We're human and it, it can still get into your head and, and you can feel like you're missing out on something. And that can, you know, that comparison can cause you to be dissatisfied with what you have because it doesn't look like someone else's business. Right, right. Oh, exactly. And I think another uh, factor that might contribute is, you know, working for yourself. Not that I, I always hated performance reviews. Actually, they were always so anxiety inducing. But, you know, aside from thanks, that was great, or ooh, that, you know, this campaign did really well, you don't often get a lot of feedback, even if you're someone that does not thrive on the girl or, you know, great job. Over time, it can take effect and, you know, you might get these moments of getting too much in your head of, oh my gosh, am I still any good at this? Like, I don't know. I'm doing these things. And, and at the end of the day, if you're not putting out fires, yeah, you're probably still good at your job. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that you said that because, you know, clients will sometimes give you positive feedback, right? Right. Um, after something or say, hey, you know, or it's implied, you know, they're happy right. with something that you produced, but they're not going to just always sit down and say, wow, we are so happy that we hired you. Um, not every client does that. And it, you know, just because it in business, that's just kind of the way that it works. I mean, they'll right. say nice things and they'll show their appreciation in other ways. They'll make referrals right. to you, which, um, but often the only feedback that we get can sometimes be negative, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and think about it in reverse. I mean, how often do you just. Yeah. For people who yeah. do media relations, you yeah. will relate to this. You know, it, it's a portion <laughs> of our jobs. It's not our whole jobs, but it's a portion of our jobs right. that, you know, even if it's a slice of what you do, you're putting yourself out there, you're doing outreach. And often it comes with zero feedback more yeah. often than um, the positive feedback you get is when you secure uh, opportunity on behalf of your client. So you either get that positive opportunity, but there's a lot more that's unknown. And then sometimes <laughs> this happened <laughs> yesterday, you get ripped over the coals um, oh. or ripped over the coals by a journalist. Oh. And you're like, huh. huh. So should I just crawl into the nearest hole and never come out because I'm clearly the worst person on earth? Um Hardly. Oh, yeah. I mean, but as peer pros, we know to examine things. You know, this just happened to me. And I was like, 
huh, that was kind of mean. <laughs> but How then rude. Step back and said, okay, let me evaluate those comments without the emotion. Yeah. And extrapolate what's true and what what what's in it for me. How can yeah. I grow from this experience? What can I learn from this? What could I have done differently to, you know, elicit a different response? And and you know, it's it's those moments. If you have too many of those moments, it can make you fall out yeah. of love and make you think, ugh, I yeah. just this relationship, I'm not winning. Right. I think I made a mistake. I just want to do something else. Right, right. There are there are times. Actually, I think you should send that journalist a Snickers bar and hopefully they'll get the reference. But anyway. <laughs> and and you know, you'll you'll have that and you know, in any line of work you do, you'll hit the wall and and you know, of course with the with with a, with what healthcare workers and teachers are going through right now, this is almost maybe a self-indulgent episode, but it's 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 a reality for all of us and you know, it doesn't negate how how we can feel from time to time and you think, you know, is, is this mattering? Is this, is this moving the needle for my client? What, what exactly are we doing? But, you know, oftentimes it, it makes sense then to just revisit, well, okay, what are our goals with our clients? And well, yeah, okay. Yeah, we are achieving them. You know, we don't have to conquer the world every day. That's not, that's not how it works, which, you know, and I mean, and they, if we were to push this whole love relationship metaphor even further, yeah. you know, I think it, it means, you know, healthy relationships require you to be a healthy individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means having a healthy state of mind, having a good sense of self, not, you know, relying on a partner to be your everything. Um, if we extrapolate that to business, you can't seek your whole life fulfillment in your business, it will disappoint you. It is one portion of your life. You must take care of yourself. That means mentally, physically, socially, and psychologically, because if you, if you, you have to have a healthy perspective to be in business for yourself. And so take care of that for you. You have to come to the table, a whole person, the business is not going to completely you. It's not your identity. It's what you do. And it's, it allows you to exercise the gifts and talents that you have, which is a really beautiful thing, but it can't be your whole world. It also, you know, a healthy business relationship requires examining who your friends are. Just like, you know, in, you know, if you're dating or you're married, if you have toxic friends, that's going to seep into your relationship and impact it. So if you have toxic people around you that are always have a negative word about your business or or people that don't respect your business. Um, I've heard terms like, oh, your little business. How's your little business going? That's so demeaning. If you have people that are not in it for you, that are not rooting for you, that are not standing up and cheering for you, and you know the subtle snarky com- comments or just don't, are not bringing anything of value, it's time to reevaluate that. Doesn't mean that you don't ever have to speak to those people, but you know, I love the idea of the circles in your life and yeah. not everybody has to be in the inner circle. Some people right. get in that tiny, you know, in the bigger circle of people that, you know, acquaintance, not, not people that you confide in. So, right. I, you know, for me, it helps to, to hang my hat on something tangible like that, that, that reminds me that this business thing really does, you know, it, it's layered and, 
that I have to look at all of these other things. And, and, and those are things that sometimes people don't talk about, you know, they talk about balance sheets and they talk about benefits and they talk about business development, but you forget about all of these other pieces that come together to make you absolutely love your business and love what you do. Right. It's so key what you've what you say about making sure we take care of ourselves, because I know, (laughs) hello, guilty, you know, sometimes it's easier to abandon ourselves to the work. And, you know, long term, that really doesn't do you any favors. And, um, and, you know, on, and hey, let's get real, If, if you find yourself for a long time, just, you know, things that used to bring you joy and, and tasks that seem difficult, but shouldn't be, you know what, sit back in your chair for a second and say, huh, well, am I still happy with how this business is going? Should I be pivoting in another direction? Should I do something else? I mean, these aren't you know, big, scary questions. They don't have to be, you know, every, everything has a season, you know, just because you've built a business doing a specific kind of thing, you know, it could be even just something subtle. Um, just have that conversation with yourself or, or with your trusted advisors. Bounce things off the wall because you separate or divorce if that's what works for you. Seriously. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I love that you said it because it it can feel scary, especially if you've got some sweat and some years in this thing. You feel like you have an obligation to keep it limping along. But honestly, we are human beings and sometimes things change. Your reasons for starting a business, that this particular type of business may have changed. It's okay. You're not broken. You're not a failure. Now it's time to think about your exit strategy, whether that's back into corporate America or doing some other business. I think, you know, in my parents' generation, you found a profession and you worked and you found an employer and you worked. I mean, there were entrepreneurs, but you worked. And you know, my grandparents, especially you, you found a good job and yes. you got benefits and a pension and you worked until you got that gold watch or whatever the end of the road thing yep. was. That was it. That was the mark of success is that you had a good job. Yeah. yeah. Thank God we live in a world that allows us to pivot, jump, leap, go, you know, climb yeah. the ladder backwards, upside down. We can do whatever we want to do with our careers. That's beautiful. And it should, yeah. you know, let that freedom reignite your passion. So if it's just not working for you and you're like, Ugh, I, you know, get real with yourself about that and then yeah. make a plan to exit and do something else. And again, it could be changing the the way that you serve clients. It could be changing your client base. It could be changing the industries that you work with. It could be changing up your service offerings. It could be pivoting completely to something different than what you're doing. Think about the things that, you know, like get you excited, like what really revs your motor. Sometimes it's a specific tactic. And so maybe you want to specialize in that specific thing. Some people, for example, focus on internal comms and that's it. That's all they do because that's their jam. Some do crisis communications because they love that. They love, you know, the feeling of of working through these big, massive problems and helping clients to solve them. They don't want to do anything else. They don't want to do media relations. Some people are IR specialists. You know, some people don't do any media relations. They love more leaning on the reputation and awareness side without our media. So, 
make it what you need to make it or separate from it for a time, divorce it completely and move on. It's okay. Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, it it could even be as small as, hey, maybe you just need a few days off, you know, or maybe your, your life is out of whack and, you know, you wake up, you head right to the desk, you know, yeah, hello. (laughs) Yeah. That was me. I've had to actively work this year. And let me tell you, you know, we might it's hard. We may do an episode on that at one point in time, but um, there is nothing like trauma and being forced into a state of healing to open your eyes to all the ways that your life is out of sync. And I had to, you know, just being fully transparent, get real with myself about that this year in order to heal and to be okay again. It's meant letting so many things go saying no to so many things, you know, no, can't do that committee. No, can't do that meeting. Hmm, No, can't contribute. Even to the things that, you know, sound exciting. It's like, I just can't, I I can't be there for everyone and everything and still show up for me. And over these past couple of years, I left myself too often off of my agenda and it's, it's tough. I mean, I'm just going to be really honest. It's a learning process. Not that it's tough in the way that it hurts. It's just relearning new habits and, and learning to care for yourself without feeling guilty about it or selfish learning it and, you know, be quiet before you accept additional responsibilities. For me, honestly, it even meant like, putting off some new client engagements because I have a limited bandwidth and I'm okay. Like I don't have to make all the money in the world. Um, I'm not afraid that if I say no to something, I'm never going to get another opportunity. It's just no, because I can only focus on this much right now. And, and this is the lane that I'm staying in. Yeah, no, that, that, that's so true. And I can't remember if I shared this last week, so forgive me. Hello. Where's my brain? But We had some snow and talk about a metaphor for how you don't take care of yourself. So I used my new little battery operated snowblower and it was a little, so it was the first time. So I was getting used to how you um, navigate the chute of how the snow is thrown and it was a little windy and it was really cold. So I'm using this, it's going great. And I just have maybe two more feet to do. And it was at that moment when the chute was throwing this ice cold snow on my face. I can feel my face literally freezing. Like I'm thinking, okay, this is not healthy for my face right now. However, my brain was saying, come on, Michelle, you can do these last two feet. Let's just go through. And in that moment, I laughed. I'm like, well, isn't that just my life? Yes, yes. You're damaging yourself, but let's just finish anyway. And I thought, ooh. Okay. Thank you. Analogy ever. I love that. And for those of you who may never have to shovel snow, I want you to just go and do a happy dance right now. Cause let me tell you the snow removal thing, (laughs) the struggle is real. (laughs) Yes. Yes. If, if you've never experienced such a thing, um, just take some ice cubes out of your freezer and rub them all over your face for about three straight minutes and then tell me how your face feels. That's where I was. And then throw them all over your driveway. <laughs> and then try to walk enough all. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, well, isn't this dumb? But it's, you know, it it takes a significant amount of energy and work. I, I, I will say that 
saying no to things that truly don't interest me has gotten easier. I, I don't know if that's just with age. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, that shift does get easier of like, no, you know what? No, I don't want to do that. Well, then why do I do it? I, I don't know. No, I, I really don't want to serve on that. And not to say I'm not still, I'm not completely free of that, but I am getting better. Yeah. Um, you know, at, at that. And people are like, oh, why? Why? It's fun. I'm like, no, it's not fun. <laughs> and, and okay, so let's have this as a reminder. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to purposely schedule fun in your days, your weeks, your months. In fact, you have to. You really, I mean, that's the number one thing any therapist will tell you. Have something to look forward to. And, yeah. you know, even though what we do comes easy to us, that's why we're good at it. If it, chains you to your desk longer than it feels good don't do it right yeah saying yes to things you don't really Uh, want to do absolutely I mean and and here's the thing you know you can't worry about what other people need expect and want you to do that's it's just not a good way to live your life or run your business you really have to do things that are going to serve you and serve your business and Mm -hmm. learning to say no and to protect your space and your time. You know, I was thinking today, somebody asked me to be on a committee and I said, well, send me some details and I'll consider it. Mm, When I saw that there were all of these hour long meetings, I was like, whoa, because in my mind, you know, I, I really have, you know, I have a very different attitude. I have broken up with meeting culture long ago, best decision I ever made. But we forget that even a 30 minute meeting, it's not just 30 minutes of your billable hour, because we sometimes say that's the value. It's your creative energy. It's your physical energy. It's your mental energy. That is often more than that half an hour. And that 30 minutes, it's diminishing a finite supply of something that you have. And we all know that we don't have an infinite supply of anything, which is why we need quality rest to restore. Um, It's why we need to eat every day and have nutrients for our body because we can't just go without food forever. We can't eat one time and then just never eat again. So, I mean, you have to really consider that and be really, really protective of how your time is spent And in business, that gets more important because it's not only protecting yourself, but it's protecting the life and profitability of your business. If you're adding in all these other things, that's a lot of times that's how you you do fall out of love is because you clouded your business with all of these other things and you're running here and there and you're just doing and it's like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Okay, well, I'm going to say yes to this, you know, webinar. They want me to speak. Okay, I'm going to take this client. And then you look around and there's all this clutter, ew, that you can't think, you can't focus. And you've gotten so far away from what you really started that it's just a big mess that doesn't make you happy. Saying no, clearing out some stuff, being more of a minimalist in your business is not a bad thing. It really right. isn't. No, absolutely not. In fact, I I, I shared something the other day on, on social media um, from a page called A Life in Progress about boundaries and because it, it nailed me. I went, oof, oof. Boundaries aren't just about telling other people what to do, but are also about holding yourself accountable for creating your life. Ow, zing! Love that. We have to make sure to put that in the show notes. I love that. I think that that is 
a great way to end and remind yeah. people to, you know, that those boundaries are for you. They're to hold you yeah. accountable. And we are just so happy because we understand the value of your time. I cannot express how thankful and grateful we are that you give us that time. Um, whether you, you know, listen every week or, you know, you, you binge listen and catch up when you can. We just, we appreciate any amount of time that you give to us um, in this chaotic, busy, ever-changing world. And we always want to honor that. And we hope that, you know, it's time well spent for you. We hope that we leave you with not only good information, but we hope that you feel a little encouraged and uplifted when you, after you listen to Michelle and I. Um, and if there are topics that you love us to cover, like to see us cover, I, I cannot speak today. Um, okay. It's <laughs> one of those days. Don't hesitate to reach out because we, you know, yeah. we have suggestions. We love it. We'd love it. Yeah. We love hearing from you. And uh, I will echo everything Karen just said. And, and we are just so incredibly grateful that you choose us in that big old podcast world out there. So until next time, thanks for listening to That Solo Life. <laughs>